0: people aren't going to buy something unless they know who they're buying from Mm. and so that's when we really kind of changed our i guess perspective of like stories and instagram and that is what really changed our business is connecting with our customers
1: um and i think like when we did that that was like huge hello and welcome to the optimized store owner show a podcast that helps frustrated store owners become
2: optimized store owners we are your hosts aaron And Christian we want to invite you to join us each week as we share tips tactics and strategies from the most inspiring entrepreneurs in the e-commerce industry this podcast will help you add flexibility stability and happiness into your life ready let's go hey y'all I hope you're doing well this episode is one of those
1: ones you're gonna be listening to over and over again because it's not only tactical but inspirational they started their business with $50 each and have taken it to the absolute next level which I think is extremely impressive and they give us tactical advice But the most impressive part is the fact that they've done this while being wives while being mothers Like they have so many other responsibilities and yet are still great leaders in their company to take them to that level of success that they are at now I loved talking to them. I know christian did as well You guys are gonna really get a lot out of this. It's one of those ones where you grab a notebook um, take down the advice, but also, again, listen to it on repeat because it's one that is a really good tale of a great entrepreneurial journey. So enjoy, y'all. All right, Ali, Bess, thank you guys so much for, for joining us on the podcast.
0: Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. I did it to be here.
1: Absolutely. So for those who don't know, I actually want to tell a little bit of your story because I think that's probably the, the best way to uh, start things off. So Where did you guys start or how did you guys even meet? Because I think that's a unique story as well. And then we'll kind of go full circle here with uh, the business side of things here as well.
3: Okay, cool. Beth and I actually have a background in healthcare. And so 12 years ago, we both worked in a nursing home doing rehab. Beth was a speech therapist. I'm an occupational therapist. Um, I started working there. She had started working there right before that. And so... Right after you, right? No, right before, but you were on your honeymoon. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I met you when you came back to the office and yeah, we did that. We worked in rehab. We followed each other to a few different like nursing home rehab places for uh, two and a half years and then And then, hold on, but then Ali married one of my friends. Yes. So that also uh, Like solidified our friendship. friendship. <laughs> like there was no like shaking best off after that. <laughs> <Just talk laughs> to you. Yeah. No, we were uh, you know, destined to be friends. So
1: Okay, so that's that is uh, the pre alley vest. Pro- yeah, pre alley yes. vest. That's professional side of things, and then you now you have a successful jewelry company. That, those are uh,
0: yeah, so not related. Did, did we, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: How do we get to jewelry company? So
0: in twenty no twenty nineteen no twenty eighteen, um, I got pregnant with my second daughter or my daughter, and I was just gonna be a stay at home mom, and Allie was working part time. And, um, after I had my daughter, she would come over after she dropped her kids off at school and we would just kind of like talk, I don't know, but hang out, catch up, like catch talk up. about
3: creative ideas.
0: And then there was this one that we always like both loved fashion and, um, accessories, all the things. And so there was, um, this designer in Dallas who was making bracelets, uh, using a bead called Vulcanite. And we- both liked the the bracelets, but we didn't like how she was designing them, but with the bead we'd never seen before. Um, and I think, again, it was maybe like a little naivety where I was like, oh, we can do this. So we each put $50 in and bought beads and that's where Ally Best started.
1: Okay. So yeah I guess so many questions from there and then you how did you sell the first set of beads then? So
0: I think originally it wasn't like we were not intending to start a business it was like we just weren't like oh like if we buy beads we can make more bracelets for ourselves and then we started wearing them and then people like our friends were like oh those are cool like where did you buy them and it's like it's kind of that and then
3: we like saw influencer marketing at work and we were like, hmm. So we reached out to this influencer in Fort Worth and she kind of like jump started our business, I would say. She was really really sweet. Her name is Katie mcfarland We just sent her a DM, kind of like cold calling someone like, "Hey, we'd love to send you a stack of bracelets. You don't have to talk about them, but we'd love, you know, like if you love the product, feel free to share." And so she shared us like the next day and that Pretty much got like launched, and we were like, "Oh, this is what influencer marketing can do." So we're just gonna like do this all day. And so we did a ton of like gifted, and then you know where COVID went and people home on their phones all the time. So it kind of like you know
1: catapulted go this. And was this uh, this was 2019 still? So we
0: start launched in August of 2019, and for the first. Originally we thought we wanted to do wholesale. Like we thought we wanted to be like our goal was to be in Nordstroms, right? Like we that's where we thought we wanted to be. Um in February of twenty twenty, we did our first pop-up in Stanley Korshak um in Dallas, which was like a huge, like we thought we'd made it. It's like this huge like huge moment, right? Um, and then March twenty twenty happened and no one was taking new wholesale accounts. Um we kind of were like at a dead like a dead halt and so we literally transformed our business to be e-commerce at that point we launched our website in april of 2020 so before that like people were placing orders through a dm which you guys can tell how efficient that is um so 2020 when we launched our website we transformed
1: our business wow and then yeah everybody's online they they start to
2: really purchase at that point Okay. I do want to ask, are you guys still working your previous healthcare job or was it now? When did that, like, when did you realize, okay, we are not longer doing this? Well,
0: so I was a stay-at-home mom, so I wasn't working. Okay. I I didn't have a job. And then Allie was doing part-time. I
3: did part-time home health and I actually went back during COVID because the company I worked for I loved and they were kind of desperate for, like, therapists who would be willing to go back into, like, people's homes. So I went back and worked until, like, November of 2020 part-time. And then I was just like, I can't yeah, there's just too much. Yeah. And
2: um, once you got the e commerce side of things,
0: I mean, and once and April, that's... May hit of 2020, it was pretty like full throttle. And, gotcha. um, yeah. you know, my kids were like doing homeschool and meeting on the side. I'm just kidding. But no, child But
3: It's fine. Yeah. So.
1: Technically, I think it's like one of the accountants we talked to, it's like once they get to a certain age, it's like it's a it's a nice little write off that so you can do to have your kids as a an employee. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think at five, that's not. You know, <laughs> oh,
1: oh the, yes. th- no. <laughs> I guess they have to be paying attention to kids or stuff. So was it just influencer marketing you guys like um, that were just blowing up and just constantly messaging people? And then that's like really took it to that next level as just word of mouth at that point. Or what else were you guys doing?
0: I, yes yeah. that's really yeah. really pretty much uh what we were doing and then i think um we did we started ads like 2021 um but yeah 2020 was just influencer marketing but i mean it we like hit it like it was kind of serendipitous timing because everyone was at home everyone wanted to support small businesses so so many of the influencers like gave us a shot where normally they probably wouldn't and we were able to develop really good relationships with them so we're still able like we still have relationships with them now
1: very cool i want to talk to i want to talk about the quality because actually seeing the quality i mean you guys have it on here and then also just going to your shop i think it's hard to describe it but i'm going to ask you guys to do it like what is it, do you think, that draws people into your guys' jewelry? Because once you put it on, and, like, Franklin and I were even talking about that, too, yeah. it's, like, once you, um, like, you hold it and you can feel the weight, you can feel, like, the quality of it, but um, kind of describe the jewelry, I guess, for those who are just listening audibly, and then, like, you know, describe maybe what's different about you guys versus a, a competitor or, or somebody else out there, maybe.
3: Okay, so the bead we started with was Vulcanite Recycled Vinyl Records, and that bead best said this but like we didn't see it designed how we wanted so what we didn't like about the original bracelet was it felt cheap to us um it was light there was no gold in it and we were like this is not we were beating i think 90 dollars for a bracelet and we were like how is someone charging this we can do this better yeah so we um figured it out and i think The difference in our product from everyone else's is the weight of it, the quality of it. We took the time, trial and error, to like figure out.
0: So we like hide the knot. knot. It's like there's a special process that we do to hide the knot. So then it's like a seamless look. Right. Um, And I also think like if you hold our bracelet compared to lots of other bracelets, there's a definite weight um, difference. And we like the weight of it because it feels luxurious. And our whole like premise of starting this is to kind of like that effortless like luxury and um and it's like attainable luxury so um that weight was like really important to us
2: how'd you learn how to do what was this more trial and, trial and error it's called
3: google. google yeah google. trial and error google, google failing a whole bunch um, and trying yeah. yeah trying again
2: and
1: you guys are wearing i mean what's what's some of the i guess top sellers and then obviously you guys are both wearing some that are right going on like right now but like what are the top sellers what do people go to if this is like their the first time coming to the side and it's like oh this is there's so many options there's so many like things to choose from where where would you guide people on like okay this is a very good safe one for you to try it's like your first one
0: so i think what we're known for is our vinyl bracelets those are very different than really and that's what started our whole company um, they're very uniform. um, they have a very different look than most bracelets. um, but I think right now, like our best sellers there's actually our necklaces. Mm-hmm. um necklaces are a big trend for spring, like beaded necklaces. um, so that's we are like really leaned into that trend and um so that's kind of where we are now
2: when we're necklaces or any other maybe you can. Uh- items were introduced to Allen Miss?
3: Um, I think this is the True was our first necklace yeah. and that was maybe like a year into it, a year and a half into probably that.
0: 2021 yeah. but like that we manufa- so we had to find a manufacturer um, and then like the whole design process, again we don't come from a design or business background so um, CAD drawings and all of that like learning all of that was quite interesting so we first launched i think necklaces in 2021 um bracelets have always been our best seller but i would say of recently that that split has been definitely um Mm -hmm. trending upwards of other things
3: um yeah
1: because you guys have earrings and stuff earrings
3: and yeah necklaces it's taken a while to like get people away from thinking we're just a bracelet brand but i feel like finally people see us as something else than other than just bracelets
1: well that's good yeah i was gonna say ally and best like that just sounds or Ali best just sounds like it could be so many different other things outside of just bracelets and never said it's, we're right. a bracelet company i guess at that point yes so you mentioned the stay at home mom stuff and then now you are here recording a podcast with us mm-hmm. as well so it's like a You were kind of a stay at home mom for a little bit, then the business took off, and then now you're a
0: stay at home mom for like maybe four months. So (laughs) uh, it didn't last long. Yeah, it didn't last very long. But yes, I was a stay at home mom for four
1: months. What's the what is it like navigating a business that you guys, like you said, didn't come from a a business background, and then you guys both have kids, both married? Like, how is navigating the business entrepreneurial life with also trying to like still be mom, still be like wife, and all the other kind of hats you guys wear?
3: It's really hard. (laughs) I think it's been a learning curve for both of us. Luckily, we both have really great husbands who, like, get it. But, yeah, it's been really hard. I also
0: think it's really, like, I think it's a really big strength that we have each other. Because if one of us knows that something is really, like, they need a moment or they need a moment with their kid, like, the other one will pick up the slack. And I think, like... I feel incredibly like grateful that Allie's my business partner because I think we work extremely well together. And I think that comes from like starting out in 2010, like we know each other's work ethic and we know that we're both giving 110%. And maybe at that moment, that person's giving 60 and the other person needs to give 140 and we make it happen. So um, it's very hard though. But I mean, like Thursday we did a live and I had my child, I couldn't find a babysitter and- my children were interrupting during it and um it just is what it is so
3: yeah but i do completely agree with that people ask us that all the time like how do you work together how do you maintain a friendship i do think us working together previously is the only reason we work because we went into it knowing the other person's work and that i probably would never have gone into business with somebody i didn't like know
2: Yeah. I think like you just said right there, it's like, it's not just know, but it's know how they work.
3: Yes. It is so so important to know how they work.
1: Where do you guys see, like, this is 2023 when we're recording. I was about to say 2022. Wow. It's like, I'm still, we're about to hit month three of 2023, Mm -hmm. but um, where do you guys see kind of your opportunities? I know you mentioned a little bit about the, the earrings and the necklaces and expanding outside of just bracelets, but where do you guys see the opportunities influencer marketing did well, but like, um, kind of the future, whether it's a product line or different marketing efforts or anything like that, where do you guys kind of see the vision of taking, the, taking this company?
0: I think, so I think product line wise, I think we are trying to branch out into more accessories. So if that's hats or bags or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And um, we have a really strong customer base. And I think that we've done a really good job of building like a community around our brand. Um, and so I think we want to give them other, um, opportunities to, you know, purchase other accessories. I think gaining new customers, that's, you know, the million dollar question in 2023. How do you do that? I think we are trying to different things. I think one thing that we are really good at, and I think healthcare really, um, set us up for this is we are really good at adapting to new situations. And really figuring out, like, if this isn't working, how can we pivot to do something different? And I think right now um, we created an Instagram business. Instagram is a different world than it was like three years ago. So what do we need to do different? And that's what we're trying to, like, kind of figure out, whether it's YouTube shorts, whether it's Twitter, whether like we're dabbling in wholesale um, just kind of all different things and kind of seeing what works and then leaning into that.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I saw you guys on uh, the YouTube, or like the, your stories, like the Can YouTube shorts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, yeah, you, the live, talk a little bit about that. I know I thought, right, as somebody who tuned in, right, there was a lot of things that probably went on the back end. But as a somebody who is consuming it, I thought it went really well. And then you guys brought in uh, another girl to help out too that I think was like a nice dynamic between the three of you guys. But yeah, what was your first uh, kind of candid audible response of like the live? I know was, I know it's crazy.
3: Um, I thought the live went as well as it could have for the first time. I am not a sales person. I am a behind the scenes girl. So I think anything like that is really super hard for me. Cause I'm like, I don't want to push product on somebody. Like, I don't want to do that. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm running a business and I have to like sell products. So, um, I think it will just take time and like getting comfortable with it. And I mean, I thought it was terrible. I'll be honest. I was
0: like, no, yeah. Like, everything went wrong. Like, it didn't connect. So then my children were running in. Like, it was just very stressful. I think it was fine, but, um, yeah, I was not. Think so it was, well, like, I the guess, highlight. Lesson:
2: This did you learn from,
0: from? To connect the Instagram, make sure that's connected okay. before we uh, go live. Um, but we did it again Friday, and it worked fine. So... Um, yeah, but I think that's the other thing is that it's like the lessons you teach your children that you don't want to like learn yourself is you know like you fall off the bike and have to get back on. You have to get like back I freaking
3: did not want to do that. She but... didn't, and on Friday I was like I like physically cannot do this, <laughs> so
1: I got to do it.
3: Um, she got back on the bike for us. Yes. I
1: did. Good job, best.
3: Yeah. So Aww. what
1: I was gonna say is I mean I think what was cool about reading the comments too is that like nobody commented on any of those things, but you guys are just I. I think from my perspective, it's like you guys showed the real side of you, but then everybody thinks that they should have like this professional side of business. But it's like, you guys aren't a 150 person company. You guys are a like relatable, high quality, like jewelry company and like real life happened. Yeah. I mean, the story behind it, I didn't know until you put on the stories. You're like, oh, my daughter was going to try to watch a movie. And guess what? I have a three year old, too. And I was like, that's not going to work. Like, yeah. So I completely relate. And it, honestly, it just brought, I think, a deeper connection to us as audience members listening to you guys. And honestly, you handled it so well. Like, I could not tell one way or another. You guys are probably, like, freaking out inside, but we couldn't. I was having a small panic
2: attack. Yeah. It's like the meeting with the dog and the fire.
1: Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. But I think it brought me closer to you guys as business owners because it was just real. It's not like this high polished, whatever else, if I want to do that, like, I mean, I don't watch QVC, but like you can go and do that from so many other companies. I could go watch Nordstrom, I could go watch them, but it's like, no, these these are real people and I want to support the business. And also it's just kind of cool to know that, yeah, Ally's a mom too and she's trying to make this work. And as a person who has a business too, I'm like, I can relate to that. So, I mean, I know it's crazy for you guys, but I think it's more of a kudos and especially since that was your first one, it just makes such a great story for later of like, this is what happened on the first one.
3: I do think people relate to us a whole lot more when we're just transparent and honest about everything we do because it's not all a success. And I think showing that definitely, that's why we have the audience we do. That's why our customers have been around for so long. That's why they come back is because
1: yeah, I mean, you show see, it all. Yeah, you see it in the Instagram comments as well. It's like everything is always going to like, oh yeah, like they pointed at you guys by name. It's like, oh, Bess, you did this or Ellie, you yeah. did this. And so it's like, all right, these people are like, Highly, highly invested. Yeah. So I think that's, I mean, like I said, I think that's something that's great that you guys have built over time. And if you, maybe, I don't know if you guys did it by happenstance or it's just your personality, but maybe you could glean some insight into like, how did you create such good relationships with your customers?
3: customer service (laughs) I think there's
0: two things I think customer service and Ali totally gets the kudos for customer service I have not I do not have the patience for it so I'm not allowed to answer any customer service I know um (laughs) but I also think early on I want to say it was like it was probably 2020 like uh like April May of 2020 we were listening to um it's like an influencer and anyways Point of what she said is people aren't going to buy something unless they know who they're buying from, mm. and so that's when we really kind of change our, I guess, perspective of like stories and Instagram and putting. I think being in front of the camera or microphone, whatever it is, does not come naturally for Ali or myself. We don't love it. I think both of us would love to hide in the back um, under a box, but. Um, I also think that that is what really changed our business is connecting with our customers. Um, and I think like when we did that, that was like huge.
2: I saw on your website, you have a lot of press. You've been on the news quite often. Um, I'm guessing that's part of the the strategy behind trying to connect with, with your audience as well. Um, how have you been able to get on so many places? <laughs>
0: I so I mean just being a hundred percent transparent, we hired a PR agency. Okay. Um, and the agency. So we originally hired when we first did. Um, we did a collaboration collaboration with Katie Kine early. It's like Jan- February of 2021. We had no idea what we were doing. We didn't know what a collaboration. But we were like, oh, I think we should have PR. Yeah. Um, and so. I think we're also really good at asking for help when we don't know answers. So I literally just texted one of my friends who is in PR and was like, "What do we do?" And so she told me what to do. Yeah. Um, and so we've been really fortunate. Um, with our PR agency, they've been phenomenal. Um, I also think that because we've been on Instagram so many like stories, we read really well on. like camera i think that's really weird to say and kind of awkward but that's i think why we get asked back um so we've been asked back to multiple news stations or morning programs um multiple times and i think just from that like initial meeting of them
3: and we also um have tried to like the same thing with influencer marketing we know all of the news people in dallas now we still gift them product and we I have
0: parties I mean, for the are like you know events yeah. just for them to make them feel special so again they feel part of our community and um i mean i would say both of us feel like many newscasters are like our friends like we've developed
3: i think system. yeah forming those relationships is super important early beyond and it's last then,
1: hey so owners are you ready to grow and scale your online business predictably and profitably We've created a free 15 minute training that will walk you through the five key areas every online store needs to achieve financial success. You can grab the free training by going to optimizedstoreowner.com forward slash ecom training or clicking the link below in the podcast description. Again, that is optimizedstoreowner.com forward slash ecom training. Very cool. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, to me, it's like the very first time I came across you guys. I'm like, wow. It just adds that very social proof. proof. Yeah, very social proof is like, wow, they've been here, they here, and here. Like, how do I not know about these guys yet? And so even though it was like, you know, your business was only a couple of years old, you had the, I feel like the notoriety of somebody who had been around for 10 years because of just that social proof.
0: I think that was really, I'll be personally honest, really important to me um, because I didn't want to be an Etsy business. And I think uh, that's, yeah. I very much wanted, um, I mean, I would say both of us, but I think legitimately, yes, like right? Much, um, yeah. I really wanted us to be a brand and a business, not something on Etsy or someone would compare to Etsy. Yeah, Nothing that there's anything wrong with Etsy. Yeah. Um, Just not what we were going
2: for. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Was that ever an idea to go to Etsy no. and nope. selling? Never. That was never it. Best is like, no. Never.
1: I think a lot of people who are listening are like in the range of like, you know, there's, there's quite a few people who listen to have, you know, successful seven figure, high seven figure businesses. And then, but most of them are right the 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 thirty 000 to fifty thousand dollars a month, or they may have a ten thousand dollars a month. It's it's just kind of a wide range. But, um, you guys have done like healthcare, and then moved into successful business ownership and navigating all of these things. What would you say is like the, I don't know, the 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 point at which you were like, okay, I can run a business of this size. Because when I, a lot of the questions that I hear is like, um. What do I do? I'm just kind of guessing a lot. And I think that, right, that I mean, that's kind of uh, kind of where everybody gets to because nobody's ever been to that point. But what do you guys do whenever you kind of like reach a different plateau or a different problem? And then how do you go about kind of solving it, whether together or individually or anything?
0: I don't. Um, I think that what we do and I think what we do well is we obviously, if we have a problem, we talk to each other. If we don't come up with a clear solution, then there are people we look to mentors in our own yeah. life, and maybe get advice from them, and then again come back and talk to each other. Neither one of us, and I think we're very good at this, will make a decision without agreeing. Like we are always a hundred percent agreement about everything, or at least I mean, yes, yeah, yeah we are, we are, uh...
3: <laughs> we are. I mean, sometimes always <laughs> <we laughs> respect. Yeah, you know. I mean, if we don't agree, we like come to a conference. Comprom- yes, yes. I mean, yeah. It yes. works for both But I think we have
0: um, using resources in our like own lives that our mentors or whatnot helps us then kind of figure out that problem.
1: Are you guys 50-50 partnership? We are. We are. Nice. Are you guys set up as like...
0: We're um... set up as an S-corp.
1: Okay. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. So you technically...
0: And we were advised to have 51-49 and we, agree- we did not. We are 50-50, which creates... Um, you know like I guess it's not ideal in like some terms but we wanted to be equally fair yeah
1: that's kind of yeah same thing for us too everybody's like there needs to be a 5149 but I would say that uh, you guys kind of follow a very similar journey uh, um, as us as well and what I could say is like talking to many people it's like who you go into business with matters more than probably anything else just like with your life relationship who you marry matters probably more than any other business decision but I think the part that a lot of people leave out is like they try to just get somebody who's like technical and then somebody who's good at marketing or somebody who's good at sales and whatever else. And it's like the relationship between those two people is really what matters most. Otherwise you run into like so many conflicts or so many issues. Not that those won't happen, but um, I think that's probably a true testament to like your guys' success is like your ability to work well as partnerships. Cause I think a lot of people, would be very envious to be able to have not only a friendship, but a partnership in business that you can do that because it's it's a lot more rare than you think because a lot of them.
0: And I do think that we going into this, I think we had a very frank conversation with each other that our friendship meant way more right. to us than a business. And I think to this day, like our friendship means, I mean, I would walk away from money for over a friendship. Yeah. And I think I know, actually, I know Allie would do the same and I think because we have that same mentality, it resolves a whole lot of issues.
1: So, do you guys hang out outside of work?
0: That is like the number one question. Yes. Um, we do. We don't get to hang out as much just because we both have kids and sports. And, yeah. Or we but when do we things. do, it's a fun party.
1: Allie's eyes. Yeah. we hung out on Saturday. We yeah. Did. I was going to say, I wanted to know more about that. Where'd you guys go?
3: It was one of our friends 40th, It was one of our friends' fortieth birthdays and she had like rented out part of a hotel in downtown. Um like full bar lounge area. Yeah, okay.
1: Nice. So not a cash bar, but already paid for bar. It was a
3: paid for bar. Ooh. And they invited us.
1: <laughs> that's a bad I mean, that's a great but bad idea. Yeah,
3: the real. Whew.
1: There's gotta be photos and videos. I wanna like for the you know, we'll just get all of those. Just oh. just airdrop them over to me uh-huh. after this podcast. Who's the, okay, so this is like the, if you guys were both in college, I don't think you get, obviously you guys weren't in college together at this point, but like, who's taking care of who on a normal, like, going out at night?
3: Oh, best to take care of me.
0: Well, sometimes, but you should
3: give her back to I really like get it's like, kind of like, alternate, alternating. Yeah. We we gauged each, w- each each other out like, yeah who's gonna who's you gonna need
1: gonna this hide. more than I do yeah. tonight yeah, okay exactly yeah. I'll will sacrifice yeah. tonight you go ahead like Beth.
3: Allie will go hardcore
0: like once every four years and when she does you can't keep up and you know that that's your time to take care of her yeah which is <laughs> Saturday um,
1: thanks for making it here today yeah I really appreciate I
0: so. it um yeah. The one thing we like didn't really talk about when we were discussing, Ali was telling like how we started. So we originally, um when we had this like idea and started making bracelets, we um created an Instagram and we weren't really sure what we were going to do with it. But then one of our husband's friends um found it and he texted us about it and we didn't want to, we were like, I guess we're doing this. So we literally launched the next day. But, um, I think it was actually like the biggest blessing in disguise because it made us do it. Um, we probably would have never, never done it. We probably oh, would have never done it. But, um, I think when we originally started, one thing that we always didn't like about, um, looking for like jewelry is like you never saw it was always just a white background with, um, it was never usually on a person. It was just like a pretty picture. Well, that's great. But like, how do you style that? How does that like look? And especially for us, like as moms, like in like young moms, like how does that look like on us? Um, I'm not necessarily getting dressed in like, you know, whatever every day. And so like I'm like in leggings and going to carpool. Like how can I make myself feel put together in that? And so I think that's where we tried to, um, really show like how you could wear pieces and it really could elevate your look, um, by just like using some of our pieces.
3: Yeah. Um, in the beginning, all we did was styled images, I think, which is what we kind of like were known for in the beginning.
2: And now that process is pretty much set in stone. Where you bring new bracelets, new products, and you're doing the lifestyle photos.
0: Yes, I mean we. I would. We have a lot of products on our website. I would, but I would say yes. I we try to have a lifestyle photo for every product. I
3: uh, think we try to like sell a story or like envision how you would wear it, or, and that's why we're constantly dropping these like themed collections because i do think it helps sell the product so is it a lot of work yes it's a ton of work to do all of that but i think it's worth it and it's important to
1: us yeah i think I mean from a consumer standpoint it makes it a lot easier for uh a husband as well and i feel like if you can make it dumb enough for a husband to yeah. understand then the wife is definitely gonna understand too because like oh okay i can see that because i know my wife and i can picture these things out but also as the woman you can say okay, like, I've maybe never bought a bunch of necklaces or I've never bought a bunch of bracelets, but these look great and I want to aspire to be like this woman. Like, then you can actually kind of paint the picture and tell the story and like, okay, I can, I can do this. I can put these LA together.
0: Like, I, interesting kind of, like, tag-teaming to what you were saying is I think another pivotal point of our business is when we started doing bundling, a.k.a. Yes. when we created stacks. Um We had never seen really that on the market before, like bracelet stacks, like curated bracelet stacks. And so we started um, doing that. And that really that was, again, like COVID, like probably June or July of 2020 and um we saw a huge jump with that because i think people didn't know how to put things together and so they wanted to buy a curated collection
3: because people would always ask and what started it was like we'd wear a stack and then people were like well what bracelets are in your stack or like how like what goes with this and so we were like maybe we're just missing out on like doing the work for them because people don't seem to like know how to do it themselves so
1: yeah i mean both of your wrists right now have stacks on them to yes. just it's so much easier. and It looks a lot nicer too. It's not that one bracelet doesn't look good, but that's just like I feel like it just kind of completes everything as well. Uh, kind of circling back to to the business starting of things. I, I, we had been talking offline as we uh, were making sure to hit everything. <laughs> tell I actually depending on how you want to do is we can cut this part of it out, but you guys can tell the story. Um, I, I really do want to bring it out and bring it full circle here of the the PR that you had, and let's let's talk about how the business started what you guys started with because um i think best what you mentioned is that uh a lot of people believe that they have to have like a business loan a bank or account and all of these different things and thousands of dollars to make uh their business work so how did your guys business start financially like what do you guys do and then like i said i want to go back to that pr side of the stories too
3: okay so we each decided to put in fifty dollars and then we both talked about it and we were like we are not going to take a loan we're not going to take money we're just going to keep putting the money we make back into our business. And so we have never taken money from anyone, just reinvested.
1: That's awesome. And so cool too, because it allows you to make decisions in your business that other people wouldn't, especially as we're in some kind of crazy, who knows what kind, I feel like North Texas is weird, but like the rest of the country is kind of like crazy with like the economic recession. So it's like, at least you have a little bit of padding decisions you can make versus like some bank barking at you to like do something.
0: But I also like kind of going back to that, and I think it's interesting. As I think people will ask us, like, what's your number one like business advice? And like I always say, and I will laugh. because I always just say, just do it. Because like I think what enabled us to be successful is we had we we invested fifty bucks. So if we failed, we we lost fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we would have lost our sweat equity. But I think that sometimes you people are just scared of the idea of just putting yourself out there. Um, and thinking that you have all these big hurdles, but you really don't.
1: Right. You can start with literally nothing. Anything. Yeah. That's only, there's a, there's a book that's not out yet, but it's like a, how you can start a million dollar business over the weekend. And I feel like that's kind of like essentially what you guys did was like, Hey, we're going to put in some money and, uh, if it works out great, we put a, together a business plan and figure it out on the way. But I mean, th- if we get nothing out from the podcast and maybe even the whole title of this business is just like literally make it happen because I think that's what you guys did was just t- took a little bit of the money took a ton of like I guess what is the the entrepreneurial journey which is like a little bit of the fear side of things like okay we're about to take this big risk and then you just went ahead and did it pulled the kind of the ripcord at this point and said like we're going to be successful and then all right now here we are navigating down this way so I don't know I think that's just a kudos and like I said it maybe even the, the title kind of the inspirational side of the, this part of the podcast but We can edit this part out, but I am curious. You guys don't have to name names. (laughs) You don't have to do anything, but I am very curious. Like because you were talking, we were talking earlier about the PR and like how great that was. But you guys were on a previous podcast or a previous, you know, uh, our let's just say right national news, yeah. I I wasn't going to go that deep but we'll go with that. So tell us a little bit about this. Story. I think it's funny. I think it's good for the listeners to
0: Okay, so we were approached to be on um, this was kind of like early on um and we were approached to be on um like a segment for a morning show and it was for International Women's Day and how this was also during COVID. So the segment was actually um recorded previously. And then the newscaster interviewed us not on, like, just prior to the um, the interview, um, just to kind of get some backstory so she could introduce us. So she was going to introduce us in studio, and then the package was going to play. So International Women's Day rolls around. We're so excited to go watch our segment. <laughs> and... It like starts going, and she says, "You know, we're so pleased to have you know Allie and Bess on, who got a loan um, from a fifty dollar loan guy. from their husbands to start this business." And Allie and I looked at each other and were like, "Oh my!" Uh, and then our PR agency was texting us, like, "Did you say that?" And I was like, "Absolutely not! Did we say that?" But um, anyways, uh, we rolled with wow. it. So.
1: I mean, thank goodness those husbands were uh, so nice yeah. to, to give you that $50. <laughs> to last
0: a loan of $50. Do
1: so. they technically own like half of the company now since they gave you that money? Uh, just- no. <laughs> 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 That's just so funny to me that it's like, these are professional people that they just like, it just didn't even dawn on them to like, and to your point, right? The The whole point here is that it was International Women's Day. And then like the biggest blow in the world is like, Hi, woman. You need this person you need to,
3: this yeah. It's fifty dollars to start a
1: content. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, what? I guess I, I want to throw it back over to you guys. What do you feel um, that we did not hit on? What do you feel like that you guys want to kind of share out to the world? It's more of an open ended. We can we can leave it as is. But I just wanted to I'll throw it to you guys. If there's anything that's you want to kind of set in stone, I know the live was a huge piece there, but.
3: Wait, why are you laughing? Because Ali's like, "We're good." <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I'm not going to elaborate now.
1: We <laughs> I mean, absolutely are good, but I think, I mean, like we said offline, I think the the story about how that started, one of the PR part of things. That's the that's the good piece is like letting people know that yeah, you don't need that.
3: I think like what I
0: would like to like emphasize is what you were talking about the entrepreneurial journey, like the fear aspect, and I think one thing that. I think was maybe our biggest hurdle at the beginning. Um, but I think it, we've literally just is like, what are people going to think? Right. Mm. And like, if we fail, what are people going to think? And I think that was kind of like, and then it was like the fear aspect of like, if we get on Instagram and talk, what are people going to think? And I think both of us, it's funny, Allie was like literally saying this on Saturday, which was like, I have no shame. I think neither one of us have no shame. Like if people aren't going to like us, they're not going to like us. Mm. And um, we know, like, true to ourselves, and I think it's been really a lot matter. of a
3: lot of personal growth.
0: Yes, I guess that's maybe. Yeah.
1: Yes. So I guess then that that leads me to the very last question at this point. Maybe you guys do or do not know, but what are your enneagrams?
3: I don't know. We, we don't. Everyone asks us this. We
1: don't know. Okay. Do cool. you
3: know enneagram numbers? Yeah. So do you know what ours are? Yeah.
1: I mean, I have guesses. Okay. But what are your guesses? Bess, I would say you're like a three or a that, two. I think when
0: everyone says that I'm a three.
1: Yeah, you may be a three, like wing two or something. I
0: what is that?
1: that so it's just like very driven. Yeah. And, I mean, that's best. Uh, yeah. Bess is like, okay, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Well, ha, nailed that one. <laughs> and then, yeah, Allie, I feel like you're kind of like a, a nine, which it is um, the more empathetic, the more um, relational need person. Um, I would say so. I don't know. I'm just work, yeah, customer service. Like, right,
3: yeah. yeah,
1: I can do that. It? We're gonna take the test to find out. We can put it. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so,
3: okay. yeah, like we should take like the all the time.
1: Yeah, it's important because if you guys are both threes, let's just say this way: like if you guys are both threes, you would butt heads like crazy. Or if you were both nines, you would never make any money. Like, there. So it's. I feel like I fluctuate. Yeah, and it depends on the person. Maybe whenever you get with Allie, you're more of a three. But whenever you get with your husband, you're like, cool, I'm the night, i I'm the nurturing mom. Like, it, it, it can change. It fluctuates based off of the environment. So that's why it's so good to take it. I think it's good to be aware. But, I mean, obviously, whatever you guys are doing is working. So I don't know what the actual
3: thing is. I was about. like, I don't know. We are polar opposite in every way. Yeah. yeah. But it works for us.
1: Yeah. Well... This has been extremely, extremely valuable. Um, I thank you guys so much for, for coming in to record the episode, but also just drop actual knowledge, um, not for just being women-owned businesses. So let's just let's <laughs> say it that. But for being amazing business owners and just really kind of giving us the insight into it and sharing kind of your guys' superpower of the, I think, the unique relatability to things. So thank you, guys. Thanks thank you for that. having us. That's a wrap. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram stories at VitBraining, and let us know what you thought about this episode. And next, make sure to leave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach more people and continue to improve the podcast for you. All right, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you next week.